It is Hotline League episode 178, everybody. Mark and I are so awake right now. We are jamming. Actually, thank God this show is sponsored by Gamefield because we're going to be drinking that to stay awake during the show. Uh, but no, it's it's been it's been an exciting week in the LCS with some drama, some intrigue, some mystery, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff. And we have this week... Ryoma, who's looking a little blurry right now. His camera's having a hard time focusing him <laughs> because everything in his room is so white I, uh, that <laughs> it does not know where to find focus. Uh, I don't know how to fix this, sorry. Uh, maybe it's fixed? Before, I, it's you're working on it, I think. While, while he works on that, let me go ahead and introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Good. Nothing happened of note this weekend. <laughs> um, no one talked about anything interesting, I don't think. There was no drama... There's just a lot of negativity these days. Uh, what did you? There were two two Reddit threads about the LCS broadcast, right? Yes, there were. Okay. One of them. Well, we we could talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. But before this is the banter part beforehand. Before we get into this, this stuff, is the that part you and where I are we're both, having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the only part where you and I get to just be happy. So tell me, give give me a happy thing that happened for you this week, Mark. Okay, nothing. Nothing. The Academy on Wednesday. That was fun. Oh yeah, how was yeah. that? It was good. Um, I got a good look at Na Diana before it showed up on the LCS stage. So I got a little sneak peek. Watch people. Some people pop off with that. Nice. You're getting some some invest. Are you gonna do more casting of Academy? Should be doing it again this weekend on Wednesday as well. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to. Uh... Glad to hear your wonderful yeah, voice. Let's, yeah, let's go. Let's keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> I was. I just got in from out of town. I actually. I. Uh, I was catching up on the games because I. I missed yesterday. I was doing some Father's Day stuff with the family. But uh, want to give a shout out to Alienware and Gamefield before we get into the show for sponsoring it. We'll talk more about them later. Ryoma is here though. Ryoma, welcome to the show. First time you've ever been on. Thank and you. by the way, I think you more than anybody has brought. Just a, a a crew of of e people to our our chat. Like I see, obviously Papa Smith here, but Spawn also here. I saw contracts earlier. Fudge, just a whole a whole slew of people. Why are you so popular within the LCS scene? What is so popular about you? Popular? Yes. Um, I just I got some good friends. That's all. <laughs> What, love, have, uh, what have you, what have you done to, to convince all these people to be your pal? Not much, honestly. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> um, no, I mean, they're just all close friends. I think majority of them are pretty close. I talk to them pretty pretty often, I guess. You are... I'm trying to think uh, of Oce, how Oce many... Deep. I was trying to think of how many Oceania people we've had on the the show. Oceanic people we've had on the show this year. And I feel like we've had a ton. You are... One more. I guess this is the new, the new world that we all live in here in the LCS. NA people. We've had a lot of NA people on. NA people, but I was talking about Oceanic, and I guess yeah, they are. They're yes. NA. Yes, very good. Well, how's life going for you, Ryoma? Because uh, I know obviously people when you're in the LCS, people do a lot of interviews. You you're just getting a lot more attention. You're on the broadcast, but uh, since you've been you've been chilling in in Academy, how's how's life going? um it's actually going pretty good i think i think we're sitting up first place with a couple of points i'd say but um it's actually pretty good um 
I think it's kind of clear that we're one of the top teams. We're gonna, probably going to contest, I think, by the end of it. I think we're going to be like playing in the finals and stuff. I think we improved a lot, just like team-wise. I think I have a lot of young people on my team. And it feels, you know, really weird because I feel like I'm still pretty young. But, you know, it's really nice to, I guess, help my team. And, you know, by the end of it, hopefully come out on top. How, wait, how old are you and how old are the rest of the folks on your team? I'm 21 right now, turning 22 in a couple of days, actually. 25th oh, of this month. Yeah, very soon. And I think the old youngest person is Tenacity. I think he's born in 2002. I could be wrong. But 2002. Well, so makes, I mean, that makes him very eight, young. 18, 2003, 2003. Okay. Because, I mean, I, that's, there's, we still have some young some young folks uh in academy and and even below that in amateur so i never know uh but either way how what is it how what are kind of the differences because i know you've you've played in lcs a couple times now obviously you've played in academy a couple times so like is the vibe just way different between the two i don't know if one feels like less stressful i don't know if uh one feels i don't know more more epic i i don't know or maybe it all feels very similar I would say it's not very similar. <laughs> I think LCS is definitely more... I guess, like, the games aren't as loose, if that makes sense. I think maybe this year, I mean, maybe this year, I think it's been... Like, I think the stage games have been pretty wild. Not going to lie. I think there's been a lot of action in most most stage games. But um, in Academy especially, I think there's just a lot of fighting. I think everyone just fights for everything. It's like, no one really wants to give, I guess. Everyone just wants to kind of fight. And I think that's like... Well, we thrive that, I guess, as an academy team. I guess that's like the biggest difference that I've seen. Just like more hand battling than actual team play. I like hand battling. <laughs> I, I have, I've heard like someone has better hands, but I, I haven't yeah. heard quite the, the active like our hands are battling <laughs> right now. Is that an Oceania term or is that a, a academy term? Well, I've never heard it either. I've heard the hands thing, but I haven't, haven't I heard guess hand battling. Kind of a nice thing, but you know. Oh, is. See, I guess I guess is yeah, pretty much just hand battling in O's as well. I feel uh, like so, uh, oh, O's region gets a lot of memes ripped off from from the rest of the world. <laughs> it's I mean it's especially whenever they're all uh, coming to compete in the LCS and in our academy system. Uh, what uh, somebody in the chat says, ask him about the star meme. What is that? So they put they wrote this they put a star emote and more people, oh, other people are spamming it. What is it? That one is um, Dom's one. He gives uh, me uh, a gold star if I play well. Nice. <laughs> what actually? Okay. Wait, maybe uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but didn't did maybe Papa Smithy can correct me? Did Papa Smithy not say it one once before as well? Like uh, he like oh yeah, I give Tommy a gold star or something. Maybe I'm totally crazy. Or is he joking did, about I it? I think from the he Dom might stuff? have, but I can't remember. Because somebody says it's from the heist. Oh, Papa yeah, Smithy, it was on the heist from Zix for warding or something. And then everybody's spamming in chat as if it's like a widely known thing. But then Ryoma and Papa Smithy are like, yeah, I think that's like a thing. I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just know Dom didn't come up with it. He stole it from something at, at 100 Thieves. And then it's been his like Tommy gets a gold star or whatever. Okay. Spawn says it's a widely known thing. Okay. Well, regardless, uh, I appreciate it. What? How, how have you been dealing? Because I remember... I did an interview with you in, I think, February of last year. It was one of the few interviews that I got to do before 
everything went uh, remote. And I talked to you and I asked you, like, hey, what has it been like for you? Because your initial entrance into the LCS, people were just like, oh, my God, Ryoma, they're bringing over this oceanic mid laner, blah. And uh, you took a lot of heat. And then since then, I feel like, you know, there are, there are moments where you, you clearly have a lot of support from a lot of people in the industry because they're all in the chat right now all talking about how handsome you are and how great you are. But then you also have a lot of critics so uh, you were no longer the fresh uh, face, I guess, to the LCS. You're a veteran of all these like internet wars for the past 18 months about about you. So how how have you been dealing with it? Are you at a good place now? Do you just kind of accept it? I don't know. Like how how do you handle you know people both now very strongly supporting you and also very strongly critiquing you? Hey, um, I. I kind of got used to it, I guess. You know, you just you know, it happens. Like, I can understand why, I guess. And I'd say I'm in a pretty good spot. I think there's a lot of people who I can talk to, I guess. If it's like too much, I guess. Like pretty much, that's about it. I just talk to people who who can kind of support me, even if it's a rough time for me. I feel like that was pretty important. Whereas I think last year it was definitely a bit harder. Just coming here, not many friends, and then. You know, taking on that heat was pretty rough, but I think it's gotten a lot better now. Yeah, I got to meet a lot of people, and it's been better. That's good. I mean, I we were just t talking a little bit before this. I got, I saw you recently at one of the very, actually the very first party I've been to in like the past year and a half, or maybe I shouldn't say party get together, and you were there hanging out, and uh, it was just kind of cool to see. Cl clearly, you have a lot of friends in the space, and so it's been neat to see see you uh, really get comfortable i think with with the lcs world and everybody that's here so i feel Either bad way. i pulled a, i pulled a caller called skillshot master 420 to basically ask the same question you just asked travis but he typed it in all caps and i'm, I'm gonna remove him from the waiting room but he said yo big tommy what up blood my you question can, you, you can leave it there you... you can leave it him there because maybe he'll rephrase it in a different way but this is what happens whenever you pull people so early okay what happens when you steal people's questions for our guests? I didn't know that you were just having a general chat. It's a fair question. Um, okay, so everything that has happened in the past week. So uh, I'll start with my my drama. Um, so I reported that the LCS team owners uh, voted to uh, make the academy requirements not mandatory. Uh, since then, Commissioner really has been saying there was no vote. I would contend. Well, I use the word vote, by the way, because it was a word that one of my sources had had said Greeley used in a meeting with team staff. So maybe I, he was paraphrasing Greeley, or maybe I was whatever. I still stand by the the story that a majority of LCS team owners are in favor of removing the academy requirement. So we can talk about that if we want. Um, and then Mark, you've also had some, you, you were kind of battling on behalf, I feel like of, of the broadcast on Reddit and on Twitter, uh, this, this week. I don't know if you want to talk about any of that, but I figure maybe somebody wants to call in and talk about the production stuff because we already sometimes field those. Is it better just to do it now or should I actually wait for a caller? Cause well, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if you have any general thoughts on anything that you saw during that time i mean like some of the stuff is pretty understandable like there's long time between games we don't like that and it's like well neither do we i think there's a big misconception that's like yeah analyst desk wants to talk more so 
fuck getting into game. And it's like, no, anytime it's not 17 minutes from end of, like I said, the ideal time is 17 minutes. That's what we shoot for. Anytime there's, it, it goes longer. It used to be shorter, I think, by the way. No, it didn't. From Nexus Explosion till game start, it was, it was 17 has always been the goal. Okay. Now, it's gotten longer probably is what has happened. Not that it used to be shorter. Um I think what's happened is that there's more protocols and stuff and there's more delays and things. Um, I'm going to look it up because I swear to God, it used to be shorter. All right, let's, let's do it together. I'm going to go look up a, a random 2014 CL, uh, LCS summer VOD. Okay. Well, while Mark is doing that, because I can't do, I, we can't both be uh, hosting the show. We can't have no, Rayoma you, host have while Mark you do is it. Talking. You do it while I, I do this. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'll you you look it up. Um. So, but anyways, the the point is that that it's not like we're choosing to be longer. It's like how long it realistically takes to swap everything out, swap the players out, swap the gear out, sanitize, bring new players on, put on all their stuff, tech check. Which the tech check is not insignificant. It's like players should be checking mice, keyboards, sound settings. Sometimes they load in the game, click around, make sure everything's right. You know, like it's takes it takes a minute um to get through all that stuff and so like the analyst desk and content is not there to prolong the show it's there to fill the void between games uh and so i think uh sometimes people seem to think that like we're choosing to do this and sometimes people are like well get it lower be faster and it's like well i don't know if you know how reality works but like you can't just make things happen instantaneously so like and I also would say, uh, in general, not not saying the LCS is great, but in general, League Esports is actually pretty good about turnaround times on things. Uh, compared to, I like, mean, compared a to a lot of esports, yeah, I will agree with you on that. Um, yeah, like not saying it's perfect, not saying this has been the goal or the, like hitting the, the thing uh, for for summer, but like everyone knows that, and we're trying to fix it. Yeah. Uh, so that's not like really. Con I know that that Reddit thread blew up, but my response, I, I responded to something earlier in the day on Sunday about that, which was more just like clarification and like transparency around it. And then there was a TSM thing that blew up later because we had oh, 100 thieves play TL, and then there was TSM versus C9. And like after the TSM C9 game, we had it was realistically about half of the segment devoted to discussing who's the number one team, but apparently that was too much in some people's eyes, uh, and they wanted us to just spend more time talking about TSM winning. It was also weird given that we had a pause in the middle of the game at like 15 minutes in where we talked about the draft again and we talked about a couple of the first plays and so like i didn't think and a lot of us didn't think it was like a compelling content to hit that again um so uh anyways it, it blew up people were like you should do more post-game analysis and then that was a bit of a disaster because it's like i don't think that's what you mean i think what you meant was you didn't like that segment which is a fair opinion to have but we haven't been doing post games like at all this split or hardly at all um, and so it was one of those things where it's like the fans are saying one thing, but their emotions and what they're upset about is clearly saying another. Like they don't want more post games generally because there's a host of other teams who have not been getting many post games, and it's not those fans who are complaining. So, so one of the challenges I'm running and looking for the stuff online is all the VODs are cut to only be the game. Uh, so I don't know where to find like the full VOD. I did right, happen I, to, to stumble upon this TSM dig game that's like 54 minutes long from August 23rd, 2014. Back at the good old 54-minute-long League of Legends days. Uh, you're useless. I found a VOD. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we divvied up the work the way we did. Um, while you're looking into that, I will take over because uh, 
because you and I will obviously, I think, talk a lot about that. But I, th- I think a lot of people will have questions for Ryoma about what's been happening in the LCS and what he I already thinks. got you. All right. This, this, this game, this is from 2014, NA Summer, week one, day one. The game ended in the total VODs, a six-hour VOD. The game ended at 2.02 in 27 seconds. Next game, Champ Select, started at 2.19, 26 seconds. Travis, can you do some quick math for me? Is that about exactly 17 fucking minutes? Is that almost exactly what I just said is the goal? And then you said, like, no, I think it was shorter back in the day. There, can you... there must have been a technical delay on that. No, you know what? You're, you're fucking right, dude. It was once. It was one second faster. It was. It was 16 minutes and 59 seconds. It was faster back in the day. I can. I. I see that. Uh, we're gonna have a spicy episode. Mark is in a certain mood. Um, only, only because you were like, no, you're wrong, and I was like, bro, I work on the broadcast. This is the classic Reddit thing where it's like I have no idea what I'm saying, well, but let well, me correct you. The my my only confusion was you were not working on the broadcast in 2014, so that's why I had more confidence in this. Yeah, but people talk like you know people who were there in 2014 are like, yeah, this is the what we've always had. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, so TSM went 3-0, and CLG uh, went 3-0 this past weekend which I'm sure a lot of people have some interesting things to talk about. CLG Rising. Ryoma, how much have you been watching? Do you watch all the LCS games? I've watched majority of those games. Okay. Honestly, I think CLG have come up with a good plan. Uh, I think they chose very easy execution comps to work with. Very, like, dive-heavy, I'd say. Um, I think what they're, doing, what they're doing is actually pretty good, and I think a lot of teams can actually take from it and, you know, improve, probably. So on that, how much do you think is like face roll comp easy to win? And how much is like, this is what, like looking forward to next week, should all the teams be trying to like look for a similar thing? Is just like just a good meta thing or is it like uh, a crutch almost? I mean, I also think it's like champion dependent, I guess. Like I'd say Galio is kind of easier to play. Like, you know, really require much to do in lane. And same with like the other champs, I guess. I'd say once you get past that lane, it's like really easy for you to find windows to break open and the enemy team has to kind of like, I guess misstep a lot and that kind of happens a lot, I guess, on stage. People in the wrong positions and stuff and you just have to punish those windows and once you have the like, I guess once you have like Rakan, it's like really nice to find those windows. I think even IMT's draft, I guess, the Rakan one, Nocturne, I think, stuff like that, I think was like, I think it was like the only reason why they win, like they won that game. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's just been a lot of, of discussion around how well CLG just knows the meta right now and kind of what's been going on. So I either way, I don't want to steal even more callers' takes and questions, but I think that'll be an interesting discussion as we get into the show. So that's a big thing. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that are major narratives in, in LCS right now that I'm forgetting of. Maybe Twitch chat will remember, or maybe we've already pulled some some calls about it, but I definitely think, I think it's interesting. You know, well, actually I have a one quick question that I hope won't infringe on, on any other callers, but Mark and Ryoma, I'd love to get your take or it, it feels like in summer split of the LCS more than in spring, more than in a while, we, there are so many games where the gold graph is like all in favor for one team. And then you get to like two or three minutes before the end, or maybe five minutes. And there's just a giant cliff, and then the other team wins. And 
Uh, I and I like one of the greatest examples of this. I think is the Immortals um, matches from. I think you guys showed on Saturday the their gold graph from like the Friday and the like Sunday previous game, Sunday. I think it was yeah, yeah. And uh, and it feels like I've seen that multiple times, or at the very least, even if the gold graphs don't look that way, it's a similar story where it's like, wow, these teams were winning all the way up until the moment they lost. And I'm I'm kind of curious. I talked a little bit about it in the LCS um, interviews I did this weekend. But one, is this fine? Because I asked this question to Finn in in the interview that I did with him. It's on the the channel, and there were some smart asses in the comments that were like, Travis doesn't understand that teams can be like. One, one team can be better at team fighting and the other team can be better at laning. I'm like, I totally get that. Uh, but I'm just noticing it a lot right now. And I don't know if that's like the meta is just allowing for like crazy volatility late game or if it is we just have some teams that are really shit early game and really great late or if people are just picking comps that are just like going in different directions. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. You guys are both, you know, far more knowledgeable on this stuff than I am. What is, what is happening? Uh, coin flip. I don't know. <laughs> is it happening I, I, more, I, more? Am I, am I, am I just noticing it like the blue car syndrome or is it just, does it, does it actually feel like it's happening a lot more these days? The I think it depends like... on what teams as well. <laughs> I think EG in particular, <laughs> they're, they're a good team to watch. Well, I CLG think had it, this one. before they went on their win streak, I feel like it was happening to CLG a lot too, right? Where they yeah. had a lot of games where like, they were winning a ton and then they just lose. Immortals had this, like, mm -hmm. and so when you're seeing it so frequently, you know, it just, to my eyes, it feels like it's very common um, in the LCS right now. And I don't know, I don't know if that's just the state of the game. The only thing I can see about it being a state of the game thing is that in a lot of games where it becomes volatile in the late game, usually one team won the early game. And they'll have like three or four drakes. Usually they'll be like on soul point or something or that they'll get soul. And then you get like really wonky things where one team is like not going to want to take those trades. Or you're getting these weird trade situations, which can like lead into base races and stuff. That's the only thing I can possibly think of. But we've had Drake soul and stuff for a while. I think it's just aberrations, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know why, would, why there would be anything in the meta that's like, yeah. Well, because they had Ziggs, they had to backdoor and make it fucking wild for TSM. You know, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess we will see. Uh, all right. Well, without further ado, Mark has already pulled a ton of callers, so we don't need to do the spiel. But it is a call-in show if this is your first time here. And uh, you can join our Discord if you'd like to, to be able to put a, a question in in the future. And there, if you are a sub, make sure you... you sync your Twitch chat or your Twitch account with your Discord so that you can get access to the subtopics channel. Uh, yeah. All right. Mark, you want to go grab our first caller? All right. Uh, thank you to Bob69 for the resub, core user Twitch for gifting two subs, Shampoo for two years, core user Twitch for the resub uh, for six months, Wickhelm, uh, Red Rain, Final Fantasy fourteen. Pluto 7443, 39 months. Holy moly. Christian Kalen, T Punisher 247, uh, Kanoke, Clock Cruncher with all these gifted subs. Oh my gosh. 10, 1, 1, uh, 1 to Papa Smithy, Trevilian, uh, the Slatherpuss, and I think we're all cut up. Thank you guys uh, for the 
the uh, subs. I appreciate it. Realma. Yo. Do you have a favorite restaurant yet in LA? Favorite restaurant? Yeah. Um, Pasta Sisters is pretty good. I've been there once. Pasta Sisters. I like that a lot. Yeah. You're, I, like I said more your than... favorite restaurant and you name a restaurant that you've been to once? As in like, I've ate there a lot as in I order it. Oh, but when I ate there the first time, I was like, oh wow, it's actually a lot better when you can go out and eat. No, Pasta Sisters is, is sick. It's your boy Juicy. Welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from, I I think I said this before, Glendale, California. Glendale, California. I mean, I don't, I ask every time. Sometimes people move, you know. There's a lot of I see, I happening see. right now. Travis uh, has a doc, uh, a Google spreadsheet yes. of every caller's name and location. I do not <laughs> memorize everybody. Uh, but it's your boy, Juicy. Uh, thank you for calling back um, to the show. What do you want to talk about this time? Um, I'll talk about 100 Thieves' performance of specifically Abadagi. And since Ryoma used to be playing, used to play with the, uh, used to play with the starter 100 Thieves players, I want to ask him, what do you think of Abadagi's performance during this three weeks? Because he's been booming a lot. And I know that TSM got a 3 and 0 and all that too, but I want to look at TSM's performance, uh, not TSM, 100 Thieves' performance as a whole. And that we shouldn't forget that 100 Thieves beat TSM before. And like, and I'm pretty sure like Abadagi pretty uh pretty much contested POE pretty well. So Ryoma, what do you think about Abadagi's performance like during these three weeks? When you say he's been booming, do you mean like in a good way? In a good in way? a good way, yeah, yeah, in a good way. I was gonna say because I'm like I'm pretty sure he's <laughs> been doing pretty good, but Twitch chat seems kind of confused by it, so that's why I was asking. All right, so Abadagi, what do you think of his entrance to the team, Ryoma? I think. I mean, we we obviously scream him as well, so I get to get like more some insight, I guess, on how he lands and stuff. I think he's actually pretty good. I think he's your pretty standard um, EU mid laner. I think you know what you're gonna get from him. Kind of similar to like I guess when I like when I verse perks, I get the same kind of feel. I feel like that kind of impact. I guess it helps a lot. Like when you have that lane pressure, it creates a lot of I guess. Windows for your team to like you can punish a lot more. I think also he also caused like he caused he caused like stuff for um for like plays I guess he caused plays like really well. I'd say the windows he sees are pretty good, especially when he's playing like Akali and stuff. I'd say I think that's why he had that really good. I think it was actually against TSM as well. He's Akali game, and I think when you have like that kind of mindset, that kind of play style, I think you'll pop off. Do you think he's bringing uh, a lot of, of in-game leadership to the team and direction? Because I feel like that was one of the issues that happened a lot last uh, split for the team is it seemed like sometimes it, Hunter T would get like a lead and then things would just go sideways or whatever. So I don't know how vocal he is and how much he's he's doing that stuff. But um, I wouldn't say it's a leadership thing. I think just pressure-wise on the map, I just think it's harder to verse 100 Ts especially. I mean, it's pretty obvious that he's pretty good. And yeah, I, I just, oh sorry. I just want to point out also that um, I don't like I don't mean to like uh, drop down Rioma. Also, I I know that you have been playing uh, practicing a lot to try to improve. Also, but people have been saying also that because uh, Hundred Thieves did really good without Rioma, and the Abadag is like a super upgrade. And when I looked at it uh, at his performance, he actually did pretty well. Um, People always say like, oh, uh, maybe Abadage one day he's going to fall. And then someone will say, oh, bench Abadage, get Rioma back or Demonte or whatnot. And I'm like, 
it's the same as goes for perks and king and all that too. Like that, but that's why I'm wondering because um, I'm saying this because I know that you haven't been playing a lot of Ryoma. You won't even playing Academy um, more often. So I know that I'm not like trying to like downsize you and anything like that, but I'm just wondering in general, like what do you think of his performance that um, he has been he has been trying like defend Tender Thieves' position to really reach for worlds and all that? I guess for 100 Thieves, I think they'll make worlds at least this time around. I think I think they'll be a top two team by the end of it. I'm not sure who will win. I guess that's my take on it. <laughs> it's like well, one of those conversations where you, know, you just got your foot in your mouth and you don't know how to get it out. <laughs> By the caller. Um, here's something I'll ask. How closely does the Academy team work with them? Because Reaper's the other kind of big change up from spring to summer. And we had Jensen on last week kind of saying like, hey, you know, for the, you know, 100 Thieves improvement, you know, how, how big is Reaper? Um, so I don't know if, if you've had the opportunity to work with him or even just see him work with the main team. I think from what I've seen and heard, I guess, I think he has been pretty good for them. I can see it, I guess, just mentality shifts, I guess. I think they're just more, not as loose, I guess, as before. I feel like it's more, just. I feel, I feel, I feel like they're just on the right path, I guess. Like just set, like just looking, just having a good mindset when it comes to like just achieving their goals. I think the uh, the, the looseness and mindset thing kind of showed in the the Immortals game they played, where <laughs> it was probably one of the worst plays I've seen in a long time. They're getting, I don't, did you, if you watch the game, they were getting dove top lane. And like they killed someday, and then like Abadage's TP finished, and then they killed Abadage, and the closer was like trying to run to the turret, and they killed him, and it was like horrible. But then it didn't slow them down at all. Whereas I feel like a lot of times LCS teams on stage, if something goes wrong, they start getting a little shy. Like I think the the looseness that they play with is, is pretty apparent, and so I, I can totally see what you're talking about about like that kind of mindset being better. Well, either way, thank you so much, uh, caller, for uh, taking the time to call. Is there anything that you want to? Shout out before we move on to our next caller. Um, just under these in general, like Reaper, also just like he's been pretty much doing a really good job coaching. Um, ever since he just got on, I was surprised by his uh, return, and uh, yeah, he's been doing a really good job uh, coming back. And I hope that uh, like like C nine, he, he can bring hundred thieves to worlds, uh, and maybe bring him even to semi-finals again. Nice. Well, thank you, Superboy Juicy, so much for the call, and we will catch you next time. Thank you. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Oh, that, that... Mark is off to grab one. the next caller. Uh, thank you to the Slatherpuss, Burnt Cooter, Rotator AFK, Hippo Squirrel, and IMZ Ginger for the subs always appreciate it uh it's very nice everybody twitch twitch chat twitch chat be nice everyone i there's you guys are extra extra aggressive tonight maybe let's all just chill all right next up is skill shot master 420 great name where are you calling from yeah i'm calling from the den da here i just like to say what's up to you t gaff old mark z Big Ryomi, Tommy Two Shoes, Tommy Tuesday, Piss Smurf, and all over the LCS. What, What's popping? What do you man? want to talk about on the show, Skillshot? 
Hey, man. So when you got in last split, you know, it was kind of unfortunate circumstances. You were coming in for DeMonte, and with all, like, the chatter from your previous split, how were you able to get in the mindset to be able to perform? And let's not let's not take anything down. You did pretty well. You're able to take down Dignitas in that playoff series. Like, how are you able to get into that situation knowing that you're coming in for guy who's supposed to carry this team to a possible MSI appearance? Um, I was just doing my, my, my own thing. I mean, I felt like if I worked hard enough, I would eventually get my spot back, but it would take time. It took a very long time in my like opinion. Um, I just thought as long as I worked hard, I felt like the academy split as well. I was doing pretty well. I think we were doing pretty well as an academy team. So I just felt like as long as I worked hard, you know, like I will try, like I'll just do anything it takes to be back to LCS pretty much. And yeah, that was just my mindset. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting situation when you find yourself coming in like halfway through the split. Uh, does, is that, you know, what was the team like when you walked in to that team? Is it like a tough situation where, I don't know, maybe people's like mental isn't where it needs to be or whatever? It's, I imagine it's much more difficult than starting from like square one. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty, honestly, I feel like it was, it could have been worse. I think we're all pretty good friends. Like, we're actually all really good friends. I think we're all pretty close. Like, individually, I'm pretty close with everyone. It was just, like, kind of hard just because of, like, you know, all the hype they had before, prior to the, like, their downfall. And it just sucked a lot when they started losing, I guess. But um, I think the vibes were pretty good, though. Like, when I came in, I felt like we we're, were improving, but maybe as not as fast as we wanted to, but it, it is what it was. Yeah. I don't know, Mark, if you have any thoughts on Ryoma's uh, triumphant appearance last split. I mean, that's always... I mean, I think you see even now with some of the um, substitutions that have gone on where it's like something's on fire or not working, you know, and, like, you're brought in, and it's like, all right, I guess I'm I'm here to help put out some of these fires. You know, like, it's it's just never great. It's not the way you want to, like, come back into the LCS when when things are already like going down it's it, i don't know it feels kind of almost like a lose-lose unless like you actually turn it around it's like holy shit we're back on top everything else just feels like it's not going to be well received well i, I imagine it's tough right because it's like whenever that whenever hunter t or any team is in a tough situation and they are losing games people think they should win i assume it's a thing where like everybody has their opinion on what is going wrong and so when you show up on the team People are like, well, it, should, it shouldn't be him. They need to fix these other issues. And why is he here? Or you show up on the team and they're like, he's not fixing the issues. Like, they're still... So I imagine it just puts a lot more pressure on you. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely more pressure. I was, like, kind of shocked, I guess, because there's only, like, I guess so much you can do, like, individually. It's more about how, like, as a team, you kind of just bounce back, I guess. It's like, it's a lot about just like having a better mentality, making sure you're kind of improving every day. But at the time it was, I mean, that was just my mindset at least at the time, just individually trying to keep up, making sure I'm at the top, but you know, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, Skillshot, uh, quick call, but I think he, he probably was able to answer your question. Anything you want to say before we take a quick break? 
yeah just thank you all uh shout out to uh alienware for the dope ass headsets also shout out ryoma man i believe in you man you're gonna come back and you're gonna piss smurf all over the lcs you're gonna take a stomp on your size 24 boot on the entire lcs and i'm gonna be extremely excited to see that once you're back man thank you thank you thank you so much Skillshot, for the call and we'll catch you next time thanks man thanks guys all right it's we're gonna we're going to take a quick uh, break. Speaking of Alienware, we're going to talk about Alienware. Uh, we'll let Ryoma lace his size 24 shoes while we uh, do this quick break. Uh, <laughs> so first off, I want to say thank you to Alienware for uh, supporting us over all these years. It's actually been really cool to have their support. And this week I've seen a lot of people even tweeting at me uh, trying to get in on some of the deals or the new notebooks uh, that Alienware has. Um, just Just asking me about... I don't know if there's any deals going and all that stuff. So it's cool to see all of you taking the social media to support uh, Alienware and how they support me. Uh, one thing I've been promoting a lot lately when I'd love to have your support on is the Alienware Arena a program that they have going on right now. It's a really cool thing. They give away uh, game keys and there's all sorts of contests. You can win discounts and all this kind of stuff. Uh, through that. And you can actually sign up for it by going to alienware.com slash Travis. If you're, watching the uh, VOD on YouTube. You can find it in the link in the description below, but it shouldn't be that hard to remember. It's alienware.com slash Travis. Again, if you're listening to the show right now on the road, pull over to the side of the road, type this thing into your phone and then click on, and it's, it's a little small, I know, but right above my head, actually, no, they took it over. Nice, they updated it. You could, there's a banner right there at the top that says join Alienware Arena today. So they've made it very easy. Just click my face. And uh, you'll be able to, to sign up for it. Signing up for Alienware Arena actually helps me a ton because it's a great way. Like, you know, obviously it's great whenever people use my code or something to buy a computer. People are like, oh, okay, he's, you know, at Alienware. They're like, oh my God, he's not, he's not uh, useless to us. He's actually able to get people to buy stuff. But it's also really helpful, you know, if maybe you're not in the market for a computer right now or I don't know, any number of different things. You're waiting for like a, a big deal or something. Signing up for Alienware Arena, that is something else that they can see that the value that I can bring to them. So if you are a part of, of the Hotline League community or you like my content, signing up for Alienware Arena at alienware.com slash Travis, very helpful. Just click my face at the top and you can sign up and join up and it'll be awesome. So thank you to everyone who does that. Uh, and by the way, if you are part of Alienware Arena already, maybe log in and check out what they're giving away or what contests they have going. Maybe you can win something or have some cool time. Yeah, I see some people talking about uh, being broke college students. Hey, check this out. They, they sometimes give away uh, via contests. Um, they do they do giveaways of, of Alienware computers, so maybe you can even win one yourself if you, uh, if you don't have the capability right now or the interest in purchasing one. So thank you again, Alienware, for supporting the show. I think Mark is off to grab our next caller. Uh, thank you to IMZ Ginger. Cheeto18, uh, definitely Joe, Circle Camp, Kenny G, and Shuvel for the subs. Really appreciate it. Emulator is here. Emulator, I feel like you've been on the show before or you've subbed a lot, I, but I recognize uh, your name. Yeah, I'm a three-month sub, first-time caller. Yes, well, welcome to the show. Thank you for being a uh, supporter. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from New York, uh, but I am from Massachusetts. Uh, shout out to Mark. Nice. Where hometown in... uh i don't know if i want to say that on the internet can you say where you're near or what part of uh, the boston area boston okay. area okay okay 
Well, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, sorry, Mark. Mark was trying to dox you. What do you uh-huh. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Yeah, uh, I'm here to talk about how uh, people should not really be buying the Immortals hype that's going around right now. Uh, in particular, I compared them to the Dignitas of uh, of this split. I got a I got a few points as to why I don't believe the Immortals hype. Okay, go for it. Yeah, uh, so kind of to start, cause I'll be quick with like all the individual points because I have a few. Uh, I don't think uh, kind of piece for piece or player for player, uh, Immortals looks notably better than they did last split outside of maybe the bot lane uh, is kind of the one exception. Uh, Xerxes also as well, but I still feel like he's kind of rumble one tricking. Uh, Revenge in the top lane, I feel like is pretty, pretty inconsistent. Uh, I've with friends compared him to kind of the Jazuke of the top lane in that he's super, super coin flippy. Like, one week uh, he could beat Althari, and the next week he could, like, lose to Fake God. Uh, also, in addition to that, uh, I'm not really a huge, huge believer in Gihoto. Uh, he coached 10th uh, place Origin uh, last, uh, and he brought over Xerxes, but I think even that Origin roster had a lot of better players part for part. It had Althari, uh, it had Upset as AD carry. Uh, and kind of the final, final point is that I do not believe that after kind of one good start to the split, uh, that undoes kind of the past, like, year and a half of Immortals kind of tanking ever since the Optic merge. Uh, and kind of note, I had more faith, uh, in the IMT27 Spring roster that got 7th with, like, Dardock and Pobelter than right now, because I feel like that 2017, uh, roster at least had, like, very defined strengths, being, like, Pobelter being a best in NA mid, uh, ever since he fixed a DPI issue uh, that season, and Ole, back in the day, was one of the best roaming supports. Okay. Uh, and that's why I had more faith in like that 7th place we roster. Don't, we, don't, we don't need to to, re, to go into the 2017 roster, because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. they're not playing right but, now, but I hear, I hear Yeah, just order. kind of, yeah, the, yeah, that's my overall point being, is that like, I know that like, once upon a time, Immortals may have been able to kind of turn around their, uh, their uh, poor performance, but I just do not feel that way about uh, the current iteration of Immortals. Ryoma had a giant grin on his face for a lot of this, or rather a stifled grin, I should say. So I'm curious how much he will admit to agreeing with this versus how much of it he he disagrees with. Uh, no, I, I, find, I find Immortal is just a funny thing because uh, I have two friends over there. I get um, the bot lane. I think they're playing pretty well at least. So Okay, so when he shouted but... out the bot lane, you... you yeah, yeah, you I, was, I was pretty happy about that. But it's also because the Guild Hotel thing is funny is because... Uh, you know the situation last split when we played, and they kind of had a remake. Ah, uh, yeah, yes, that? Yeah, about that. that situation when I guess when Immortals was brought up, it's just funny. I always think about that one. Yeah, I forgot. I'm actually kind of yeah. sad because I heard that you guys were unhappy uh, during that, like behind the scenes. And I wish that that beef got pulled up a little bit more because it is like spicy. LCS drama that could create like an interesting rivalry between you two, you guys. So I don't know. You still are you still feeling grouchy about it? No, nah, I mean we won still at least. So it wasn't the worst, but it was just funny because I don't know if I'm allowed to go in detail. But we were in the game, but on the outside you don't actually get to see the game because the, the 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 seven minute delay I think. Yeah. So you guys were just in champ select, but when we were in the game, we almost says we got first blood, and then the game paused, and then remade so it was, i just the found the that timing uh, felt yeah, suspicious. Yeah. i think yeah. that it just felt really funny that's all and then okay. i guess that's why i'm kind of laughing okay well uh, talking I, going away from that what well, do you think my, of the oh go ahead mark i was just saying the minor thing for me is also that i wish we had uh pro view 
for, for that <laughs> one. Because I got to imagine there was some shit talk going down in the chat because that's one of the, the best things about being back in the studio. Yes, I heard there was some shit talk. But, um, <laughs> Ryoma, what do you think of the rest of the caller's points? Like, is IMT overrated right now? Is what? What do you think? I think, honestly, I don't think they're... Okay, I can understand why the caller feels this way. You know, like, their top side is not that strong compared to... I mean, not, not as strong, but, like, I guess... Their bot lane is overperforming, I'd say. Covering a lot of holes for the team. But I'd say, I think Xerxes is actually pretty good from what I see. I feel like he's actually making a lot of plays for that team, covering a lot of the early game. I feel like they play around him pretty well as well. So I I think I also don't think their solo laners are that good. But I mean, it's just in comparison to the top like tier players, I guess. I, uh, I think we should just clip the start of the call and just send it to the Immortals guys to... You know, normally that normally at and, least and one of them is in the fuel. chat, so I was yeah, surprised I was, whenever nobody started screaming uh, during in the in the Twitch chat. It was funny. I saw Revenge because they were last game on Sunday as I was like leaving, and he was like, "Hotline League tomorrow." I'm like, yep, can't wait. First Immortals <laughs> topic. These guys suck. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't fully agree with the caller. I think they have improved. Um, he says they're the dignitas of last split, and I'm like. Yes, you're right. Dignitas of last split was a team that didn't have a ton of like expectations or like raw skill or whatever you want to call it, but they were able to take wins off top teams, beat the teams below them um, by being scrappy or you know having interesting drafts where Dardock was playing random shit. Like, no, I actually think that's the right comparison. You just look at it in a negative angle. Like, yeah, they're not going to win the championship. They might not go to Worlds, but like for a team to uh, who is struggling a fair amount in uh, spring to make improvements. I, I'm, yeah, the bot lane is playing better. You're right. I think Xerxes is playing a little bit better too. He's off Lilia Hecarim duty and actually can play like frontline engage or whatever for the team. Um, they could have 3-0 this weekend and, and they should have actually. They should have beat TSM. Um, I think they, you know, I always feel like in base race situations, if you don't recall one of your weakest members to just fuck with the guy from last hitting the turret, it's kind of trolling. Uh, which is why I think the TSM won that one was because they just didn't... They could have recalled anyone not Ziggs or their AD carry and, and maybe won that game. Um, and I think it's a bunch of young guys. You know, Xerxes is the only one with real, like, uh, experience in a major region or a lot of it. So, like, I, I can understand, you know, they made a mistake, but they could have 3-0'd and beaten TSM this weekend. Like, I, I think that's actually pretty yeah. impressive. And they do cool things in the draft. I think, like, the, the Ziggs pick, um, some of the Gragas with Imperial Mandate stuff, like, they're clearly not just like meta slaves who are just worse versions of top teams like they have their own ideas yeah so so what i'll kind of respond to like the dignitas comparison being apt but like also a compliment is like i agree because we are still in summer uh but remember how or i'm sure you do remember but dignitas deflated super super quickly in playoffs and that for me kind of killed uh like my hope in dignitas uh and kind of in addition to that uh I think Xerxes is kind of just on more comfort picks than normal, uh, and I am worried that if the meta is to shift again in summer and take him off things like Rumble, that he's going to kind of go back to how he's performing uh, last spring with, like, the meta was uh, a lot of engage uh, ganking junglers. Um, I mean, it's possible. It's it's still early on, and this is a longer split, so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's peaks and valleys where they... Well, they, they went 0-3 last week, right? 
you know, they went three zero zero three, and then they went two one this time. Like, I bet they have some stinker weeks to go, but um, I would also bet that they continue to improve and probably finish around fifth six, which is a uh, an improvement. Not not like it's uh, they're world beaters. Where did they play yeah. in the spring? Last seventh. Seventh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I think that's a still a good jump, decent jump. Well, especially, I, I mean, the they're a development are, team. Yeah. They're a development team. Like, they are spending very little money. Um, and so I, I think, yeah, I mean, if you are if you are Kyoto and you get that team to fifth place uh, with the budget that they spent, and by the way, they will finish, if that's the case, above multiple teams that spent significantly more than them, um, regardless of, of, you know, who it is, because I just know that they rank lower in the spending, like, you can go to your GM and you can say, look what I did with the budget roster that you got me. Um, and so I, I think that that's good. The, I mean, I also like, it is an interesting question on what their, their, their score line would look like if they hadn't done the like Academy experiment the previous week where they went zero three. So not to say that I think that that was entirely the reason they lost, but like, if you told me that they could have like picked up one or more of those, the only thing is, I will say, I don't know if we have a take on Hunter T or CLG. I assume, I assume, Mark, you have some of those in the... I got a CLG one. I think we have 100 Thieves, but... Well, I'll just say this now, and then we can talk a little bit more about it, because it's going to be the same. I am, like, a little skeptical on Hunter T, CLG, and Immortals right now, because I feel like we have, like, the, so the top of this league has, like, weakened tremendously... Um, you just see like what's going on with C9. I don't think like TL seems to be in that great of a place. Um, and then even like, I don't know, EG and, and some of these other teams feel like they are just not looking too hot. So I am fucking uh, depressed, dude. You just that? said like literally the whole, you just literally cried. I mean, I do. League. Yes. We've talked. I thought we talked about this on the hotline league last week, Mark. I am like, I'm feeling kind of down on the LCS because I feel like I, I'm look, I'm I think it's gonna get better. I think it's very likely that like Zven and or Alfari will come back. I think like some of these other teams will start to power up and figure out some of their stuff. But right now it, it certainly feels like we are in a weaker position than we were at the end of spring. And so I think that that is why I want to I want to see CLG and IMT and 100T tested against the top of part of the league that we had at the end of spring, and I'm hoping those teams turn it on. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah, that seems pretty fair. Thank um, you, emulator. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Uh, but but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe all these teams are sick, it's great, and uh, it, everything's good. Um, yeah. I cer certainly am not one to shit on the LCS emulator. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you, <laughs> what, what do you think of all this? Any final thoughts before I give uh, you your shout out time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I agree that like there, I mean, there's obviously like no agreeing or disagreeing to that. They are performing pretty well at the start of summer. Uh, but like game by game, like for example, I didn't think their win over C9, like it was, it was pretty good. Like in regards to like towers uh like particularly in the mid lane and bot lane but i didn't think like play wise it was super super convincing i think uh blabber had a really really bad diana game uh that was like very uncharacteristic of blabber kind of as well 
and I, I guess what I am like very, very worried about happening is that there's, I remember this from last spring, that there was this narrative around Dignitas that was like, oh, just you wait for Dignitas to hit playoffs, uh, and they're going to challenge all these top teams, and then they just like deflate like a balloon the second they uh, they get in. So like, I'm kind of worried that like the same thing is happening again, uh, also because uh, I used to be a, a huge Immortals fan before the, the rebrand. Uh, so I'm just like very worried about like the narrative surrounding them, and I feel like I feel like they are showing very much right now that they are a best of one team, uh, which is which is like what you need to do to place well in LCS. But that doesn't give me confidence in them as a team. Yeah. I would say. Well, thank you for the call. Is there anything that you want to shout out before we go yeah. on to our next caller? Yeah, uh, shout out uh, Hotline League. Like I said before, first time call and it was super super fun. Uh, shout out Alienware. Shout out Game Fuel. Uh, as always, as always. Uh, I'll shout out my Twitter. Uh, follow me at Amulator, except the O is a zero. Uh, and shout out to the homies uh, who all convinced me to try and come on the show because I was very reluctant to. Well, but, I'm glad, uh, glad you got on, and thank you for being a sub. Thank you so much. Yeah, okay. that's all I got. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, thank you. What a, what a nice, genuine caller. I mean, obviously he should on to you, but I thought he did it in a very strong, directed way. You okay, Mark? Oh, you're muted. Oh, he's he's live. Nah, he left the channel. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't uh, look okay. <laughs> he's, he's he's clearly he needs some game feel. He needs to chug that thing. Uh, Sir Winterslaw, thank you for the prime. Efi, thank you for the resub. Uh, Twenty two months. Hundred talk po talk pod. Thank you for the gifted sub, and then for also. Uh, to hundred talk Jordan, and then also for gifting five community subs as well, and the raid. Uh, I think, Ryoma, I think that you guys might be the the team with the most active fan podcast, I would say. I, I don't know uh, if you've interacted with the 100 Talk Pod guys, but I think it's really cool that they support the your team so much. Yeah, no, I like those guys. They they help, they did a, we, we did an interview a while back, That's I think awesome. last year. Yeah. Well, thank you to uh, Dancing Blades for showing up on the show. What do you, uh, where are you calling from, Dancing Blades? Hey, um, Marietta, California. Oh, very close to uh, Temecula, which is one of the many places that I am from. Uh, I assume it's very hot out there these days. Oh yeah, it's been hot lately. Um, nice. We just moved out here, actually. I used to. We used to live in LA. Nice. Well, what do you want to talk about on the show? What What do you want to talk about on the show, Dancing Blades? Oh, I did you lag? Maybe. Nope, that's all you, buddy. Oh, my bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what do you want to chat about? Yeah. I've been talking about um, Speak has always been in the top three junglers in the league, but he gets pretty overshadowed by Blabber. And um, But lately, TSM's been on the up and up. So if they keep it up, then he can probably be MVP of the split. So oh. it's really it's really interesting you talk about TSM because what I really like to do actually is talk about Hundred Thieves and Closer because I've actually been so much more impressed by Hundred Thieves than TSM and uh, I think you know he's really outperforming. Is this a for those of you that are unaware, perhaps Ryoma being one of them, uh, after the the TSM game today or yesterday, uh, there was a lot of discussion about. 100T and how good they were looking and that upset I think a lot of TSM fans on Reddit so Mark Mark took a lot of criticism of that um, yeah I just think go ahead they need to beat 100 Thieves next like well 
uh, I don't know. What do you what do you think, Ryoma? I, Dancing Blade. Sorry, I think you're lagging a little bit, but but let's get into it. Ryoma, what do you think? Speak up. I think he's up there in the junglers. I'd say. I think maybe this bit, I'm not too impressed. I'd say. I guess I think Closer has been looking pretty good. I think, despite that Zin Zhao game, I'd say, he's been looking pretty good. I think he's made up for a lot with that Diana game. Um, I think him and Abadage. I think when it comes to like even Huhi, I think. When they 3v3 around mid, I think they look a lot better. Uh, just their map movements, and I think it helps like FBI and someday a lot. And I think, I mean, honestly, the way I see it, I think 100 Thieves right now is the team to beat. Like, even though CLG recently beat them, I think they are the team to beat. I think they're the ones that look like just the best right now, I'd say. I think uh, TSM and Spica, like, the, moving past the MVP potential point, for now and just talking about him being top three always i i don't want to say that because it almost feels like disingenuous to the improvement that he's made for me in, in my eyes over the the most recent to like his career um because when he subbed in the first time for tsm it was like a, a total disaster where it was like the acadian greg thing and he kind of came in and it was like the team was exploding it felt like and then it took a little bit to get back into the starting lineup um, and this time it was, I think, off Dardock uh, getting benched. And so, like, ever since then, he's just been slowly improving. And I think to that point about, like, Blabber not looking as good, I don't think Santorin has looked quite as dominant as his FlyQuest or even early uh, first split TL. And so, like, I, th I feel like the door has been opened a little bit more um, than he has been. Speaker has been playing better split. He was good last split. He was top half easily last split. I forget if I put him or Dardock in my third team all pro i can't remember it was close um but I, I can't remember but either way um i think it's fair to say blabber slumping a little bit and so like it does feel to me like one two this split are, are easily uh closer blabber or uh, closer speaker excuse me well what are the odds? I know you said moving away from the MVP discussion, but what do you think the... Uh, who are the MVP contenders no right now? No fucking chance. Um, oh, okay. Well, there goes that. I would... Uh, I don't think... Like, even if TSM finishes number one, they're one of these weird teams where I actually don't feel It really like is maybe, like the sum of their parts, right? Yeah, they don't feel like a, oh, look at this guy popping off. Whereas, like, for 100 Thieves, closer is like 10 kill Diana game building fucking death cap third. And you're like, all right, well, I guess <laughs> uh, I, he's been playing really well. Um, and so it's, and it's also the TSM style. Like I think the things that, that Spica does for TSM are a lot more about like advancing win conditions and like, okay, they have the Jace top. I have a Lee Sin top. I can, he can set up ganks for me. We're going to chain gank this to control their early games. So that way the victor can scale. And like, I feel like they play such a, an intelligent game around that stuff. It's not very explosive. It's not very pop off. He's playing volleyball and he's doing his job. Um, I feel like that play style might hurt him. Whereas I feel like closer, closer playing, you know, Zen paired with karma. It's like, this is the, the show for, for him to pop off. And it's a little bit more uh, transparent to, to viewers. Dancing Blades, Mark is coming for your man. He, <laughs> what what do you what do you have to say for that? How I mean, how is Speaker gonna you... get MVP if Closer is uh you know showing him up? I mean, they definitely have two more games against Hunter Thieves, so we have time to figure that out. They 
Um, I think that 100 Thieves had a pretty new style that they just couldn't adapt to, for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess we will, as I already say, we will have to see as things progress over the course of this. But I will say, if, if Spica does end up getting MVP, then I really appreciate this call, because I'll be able to clip it out and put it on Twitter and get a ton of engagement for saying fan predicts it so so far in advance. Uh, Ryoma, do you think there's any chance Spica gets MVP? I think it's kind of hard because I think it's also playstyle dependent. Like, um, I think Poe is like their main carry. I think he's normally on like the really con- like Victor is a mid laner. You know, you're pretty selfish with. You're not gonna move too many plays. So it's like, whereas you have Albadage playing Karma for your Zin Zhao, right? You're gonna look a, a lot better. So I think it's also dependent on the player. You know, I mean your team style, I guess. And yeah. that's just how TSM play the game. So I think it's also really hard to look good, I guess, for I mean, speaker. I, it very similar to what Mark was just saying. And I think yeah, re- reminds me a lot of the discussions we had where, you know, TSM, I think, had a great season or sorry, split in, in spring. But then whenever it came to all pro voting and MVP voting and stuff, it was just like tough because players were great. But there was not like one standout where you're like, oh, my God, this was like the POE was the best mid lane. I mean, a lot of people did vote for him, but you get, you get my point. Uh, Dancing Blades, thanks so much for the call. Is there anything you want to say before we uh, move on to the next caller? Um, No, I think I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, first time caller. Well, th- yeah, thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time. All right, thank you. I was surprised when you said you are going to clip the, a call, and it was the fact that you know this guy predicted it, not me saying not a fucking chance. That speaker gets MVP. Mark, I'm trying to stay on your good side tonight. That's what I've. That's what I've decided. The takeaway. Uh, well, I've been. I've been friendly the entire night, minus the <laughs> one instance where I wasn't. I'm just very sensitive these days, Mark. I'm very sensitive. Okay. Uh, Mark's off to grab the next caller. Thank you to uh, Virulence for for the prime, and I am Elvis for for the resub. Ryama, when was the last time you were able to head back home? This one, this one comes up a lot, actually. Um, one and a half years ago. So yeah. I mean, I think it comes up. End oh, of right. 2019. I think it comes up because so many people are just, I feel bad for a lot of the players that have moved over here because it's been, I know a lot of you haven't seen your families and friends yeah. in a very long time. So I know it's been it's a very long time, actually. Yeah. Well, hopefully soon. Uh, community, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from San Bernardino County, California. Oh, a lot of California callers today, Southern California callers. Uh, community, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, my take today is that Saligo and then Dardoch's benching on Dignitas signifies the start of the decline of Dignitas. And if both of them stay benched for the remainder of the season, I would be shocked if they even made playoffs at this point. So I, I the some people caught this i don't know if everybody did but it was very funny because on friday i published an interview that i did the weekend before with jimmy the coach from dig where the majority of it was talking about dardock and he actually talks about how the first like his first interview for a coaching position was with mark zimmerman and steve from team liquid right before breaking point happened and there were a lot of questions about how you deal with a player who has a lot of strong opinions and he had talked a lot about how like i don't know he kind of positioned it as like oh yeah you know dardock we figured out how to work with him and he's not been an issue or anything like that 
And then literally that day this happens. So it just, it like the, it's very, very funny the way that that it went down. Um, on that point, though, yes, you, you did him dirty by recording it a week before, but releasing it on the day of the game. Yeah, I blame the YouTube algorithm for that because, well, one, I, yes, I did him dirty when you take into account. I did not know he was going to be benching Dardock later that night, you know, but the YouTube algorithm, I tend to spread my interviews out over the course of the week because YouTube won't show it if you post too many videos. So it was just like, oh, you know, I'll post this one on Friday before the games. People have some time to watch it. And then, boom. So the other thing I was gonna say about the uh, the coaching interview thing was I, I did a lot of interviewing on like who we we're gonna hire. We interviewed David Lim and like a bunch. Of, we actually ended up hiring David Lim, but like a, a bunch of people. Um, but that was end of 2015, heading into the 2016 split. In the preseason, like it was probably November. It wasn't even like close to the season start. We we're doing some scrims, and I was like, man, fuck this shit, and I quit coaching. <laughs> so I didn't even make it. So like, Darnold wasn't even on the roster until. Um, I think it was after week one. Uh, so, like, I didn't even ever actually coach Dardock uh, that much. Like, we interacted a little bit because the academy team was, like, down the hall. And, you know, we, we talked and stuff. But, like, I, I never actually worked with him. So, if there was someone that that question was targeted towards, I don't remember. But it wasn't Dardock. And there were some other people on that team. So, who knows? I, uh, Piglet is probably a, a name that it could have been attached to I don't, who, who knows man. who knows who knows all right well by the way community just a just a quick thing i think did you mention you thought that they wouldn't make playoffs uh yeah because if you look at it right now the bottom teams in lcs are golden guardians FlyQuest, clg um immortals and dignitas and i think at the current um trajectory of it i would be i think more than likely it'll be uh, Dignitas and Golden Guardians not making it with CLG, FlyQuest, and Immortals all taking the spots over because CLG have been on that um, rise, which would be enough to bump them above if they keep going at the same pace, as well as FlyQuest. Hasn't looked great, but I still think that they look better than Dignitas right now at this point in time without Darduck and Siligo. How how many games are left, Mark? 18? I think 18. Uh, yeah, there's three round robins. Okay. So it's not so they have a five Dig has a five game lead on FlyQuest and CLG right now. So I guess it's not out of the question. Like if that team just like hard booms and starts losing a lot of games, then uh I guess it's not out of the question that they, they couldn't make playoffs. But man, how a how dramatic of a fall. And I'll have egg on my face because I've been talking up their coaching staff. Um <laughs> All right, Ryoma, what do you think? What are the chances that Dig will not make playoffs? You're such a nice, friendly guy, and we've had so many calls tonight know. that are just like, IMT sucks. Dig's not making playoffs. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I just turned to you, and I'm like, are these players bad, Tommy? So I don't know. Give, give us the next update. What do you think? Uh, Dig not making playoffs. What are the chances? I think Dig, I mean, I think it's kind of obvious. I think they've weakened their roster, but... It could be for the better. I'm not sure, right? But um, usually, weakening your roster is not for the better. You want to strengthen yeah. your roster. I mean, I thought Dig's strengths were like just. I think they had a really good record against like the bottom half of the ladder. I think they lost against like they lost the majority of their games against like the top four teams, but they had a, a really good win record against like every other bottom team. And I think that's due to like, I guess their teamwork. But like, I think they've. They, I thought. I, I thought like one of the, their, their team fighting was. A lot better than some teams, but 
I'm not sure what happened after that, but yeah, it seems like in summer split, it's not looking too hot for them this time around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The like the Dardock situation that happened, I mean, there's enough history there for I think people to speculate like, okay, it seems like he probably had a bit of a, a blow up at the team or something after the loss to Golden Guardians because that's a team that you expect to beat and stuff. Um, the Yasui... Saliga one is the one that I don't really understand uh, for a couple reasons. Like, I don't feel like there's a huge skill discrepancy. Like, maybe there's some things that one does better than the other. But, like, so I could understand maybe, like, they thought Saligo's landing was, like, a little weak. But Saligo made a lot of good plays. And I felt like, to your point uh, that Rome was saying, they team fought pretty well together and seemed to have a, an idea of how to play the game out as a team. That kind of disappeared, like... That 4-0 Viego game by Yasui was not it, where like I just didn't see him do anything. Um, so I, I think that was the one where I'm like, I don't know what's happening here, especially as an org that is seemingly more developmentally oriented. Like I don't know why you're pulling the plug on Saligo unless there's more going on behind the scenes, which because it doesn't really make sense on the rift. But Saligo seems like a really fucking chill guy when you see him. Like, I can't imagine that guy popping off at people. It's like, it'd be like trying to imagine Ryoma just, like, screaming at a teammate. I just can't, I can't I see I can him. imagine that. Ryoma seems like he'd... I could see Ryoma physically assaulting someone, you know? Like, I... <laughs> Is that what happened last oh, night? Nice spring, Ryoma? Me and Media is for hands. Nah, I'm kidding. Nah. <laughs> him in the forehead. You guys <laughs> Yes. I, I actually, one of the things that I miss about you playing is watching the media, Medios' co-streams when you were playing because he would just be like, Tommy! Like, he just, it was always Tommy. It was either Tommy or, no, Tommy, no. And it just uh, <laughs> it made it very fun to watch 100T games. Uh, what is the, uh, Mark, maybe you can help me. <laughs> what is, the, like, how frequently does Dardock get benched and then come back to the team? Because I come feel... Back. Like, I feel like, because he gets, it's not the first, certainly not the first time he's ended up benched mid-split. And I don't feel like he has a very good success rate of returning. Uh, I don't think a ton. Um, so we were, we were doing some investigation. There's only one time he made it through a whole year without having, a, uh, you know, getting removed from the roster. And that was 2018 with Echo Fox. But every other year it's it's uh come to a moment like this the only times i can remember him coming back were the tl days because on immortals he was just removed and traded to clg on clg he was just benched for moon i believe echo fox he was on the whole time on optic i believe he didn't come back i don't think he came back on tsm so i think that's all of them so i don't know um, actually, last year, he went set down to Academy, I think, for a little bit on Dignitas, and then came back to Dignitas, I think, yeah. happened. Last year? I just looked at his wiki, and yeah, Dignitas Academy, June to July, last year. Thank you, community. Good good job investigating. Wasn't he on TSM last year? What is on TSM? I'm a little, yeah, I was like, wait, how's he on Dig? Yeah, I'm he joined confused. Dig May. I think it was like a in-between split thing. It was, yeah, it was in-between because he did not play with, with, uh, Peter. So did he, are you, sorry, are you suggesting community that he got, he didn't play some of the summer split games with Dig? 
Yeah, I think that's what ended up happening. If I'm looking at it well, correctly. Well, yeah, I see. What, sorry, I see what you're saying. I was thinking. Um, sorry, I, I was lost in the sauce. Okay. Well, regardless, I don't. I think it is likely that he does not have a great success rate of returning. So, um, I I just like. Look, looking at this week and how things went down, there's a lot of questions that can be raised around uh, how everything's gonna gonna go down in the future um, with our good friend Dardock. I, my God, I just I'm so curious to see if he <laughs> if he doesn't come back, um, is he is he gonna be in the LCS? Is Dardock perennial? Will he just always be in the LCS, but just cool. always in a different team? Uh, community, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, yeah. Um, for for Ryoma, I have a message from someone that he knows from back from OCE, uh, someone named Sebi, because they're active oh. in Hydra Thieves Discord. Uh, they said that they miss you and all the other OCE players in LCS. Thank you, thank you. I think I know, I think I, I might be confused with two Sebis, but I think I know which one you're talking about. I mean, yeah, I, the I that, saw them uh, in the Twitch chat the earlier. My old manager? Yep. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. The one. There, you go. there you go. I saw I saw them in the Twitch She's chat. She's very nice. Earlier, so, yeah. Thank you, community, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. People people uh, sending their messages to our guests through our callers, I think, is, is an interesting development. Uh, the Noblet, thank you for the resub. I think I got I am Elvis 4, and I got Sethi Poo. No, I did not get Sethi Poo. Thank you for the subs, everyone. We are trying to build up back to a thousand uh, subscribers because we were we were down a little bit over the course of this past time. Rayoma, do you play any games other than League? Not really. I mean, I jump games, but I don't really play any other game consistently. Just gotcha. mainly League. No, no single player games or anything like that. No, nah, not really. Uh, have you never done like Path of Exile? I feel like almost every LCS pro at some point in time. Has no, I haven't done that, but I was playing, okay, before off season, I guess. Yeah. Where, before season started, I was playing a lot of WoW, Shadowland. I was yes. hanging out with Meteos a lot, actually, at that time. Not a lot, but talking in there. It was That's my first time nice. playing WoW. Nice. Uh, Gotti Boy is here. Gotti Boy, uh, you've called in previously, yes? Uh, correct, yeah. Uh, remind me again where you're calling from. I am calling from St. Cloud, Minnesota. St. Cloud, Minnesota. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so my take is that with major players like Sven, Alfari, Dardock being benched, um, it's causing a problem not only for the teams, as we just talked about in that last call, but also for the viewership of the LCS. Personally, as a fan, I'm not as interested in watching the LCS when the big players aren't on the rift. And one comparison that you could make is with the NBA, with the finals and playoffs, you want to see the big players on the court. And even though there can tend to be attitude issues with players, I prefer as a fan to see the better players on the rift, um, regardless of those issues. So by the way, do you, do you regard Dardock in the same, to the same level that you do with Zven and, and, um, uh... Alfari, because there were some some people in the chat, I think, who were like, "Wow, Dardock, you consider him to you? You want to see him play as much as these guys?" Well, when you look at a team like Dignitas, who would you say is the best player on the team? It's Dardock, and personally, I, that's what I think, at least. 
and he's just definitely one of the more notable benchings that's happened. I wouldn't put him in the same tier as Sven and Alfari, but I'd still consider him one of the more fun players to watch in the league. Gotcha. I would right, play well, Afro Neo, but yeah, I feel I feel like their bot lane is pretty good. But regardless, yeah, I think their lane's not for the team. Yeah. Not bad. Okay, so for you, it's just like it's frustrating whenever you you want to see these guys play and they're not playing. Uh, do you do you watch less, Gotti Boy? Or are you like you're not tuning in? Um, honestly, uh, I'm a big C9 fan. When I saw that Sven was getting benched, and I'm not even trying to throw shade at King or Alfari, even like or or at Jenkins. Sorry. Um, it's just when the big players aren't on the rift, I just I find it hard to to get excited about matches um, because. You know, uh, the LCS broadcast team was trying to hype up like this mid lane matchup this weekend, and then, uh, you know, players end up getting benched and what, and are the the lane swap or things like that. It's just, you know, you kind of get excited for these things, and then you just kind of get let down. And uh, there's just so much, so many unknowns with all of these attitude issues that teams are claiming to have. And at the end of the day, I just want to see the good players on the rift. I don't. I don't really care what's going on because honestly, I feel like these teams that are benching their good players would be performing better if players like Sven and Alfari were in. But do you ex okay? Let's say let's say one. And by the way, this is not a thing that I've heard. I'm just using an example. Somebody punches a hole in the wall because I know that that has happened before at the the LCS. Somebody gets angry. They're screaming in the back room. They punch a hole in the wall. Do you, you do you ex? Do you think that they should still field the player, or, or do you think you know even if perhaps it makes you a little bit more bummed? Gotti boy, sorry, did Mark have something to say there? No, it was a stupid joke. Okay, sorry. Um, obviously that's pretty extreme, and I know that that did happen. But at the end of the day, like, there's going to be frustration, and I totally get that. But I also think it's on the coaching staff to keep players together and. You know, there's so much, I heard a comment, you know, that there's like almost too much infrastructure and like too many coaches. And it's really sad that in North America, we have all of this infrastructure and we can't even keep players like, like five players uh, attitudes together on a team, uh, you know, to be able to play together on a, on a weekly basis. So that's kind of my problem with it is that the coaching staff, you know, so it, it does come to a point where it's kind of sad that our infrastructure can't, you know, solve those issues as well. Yeah. Uh, I think, so here's one thing before, before I, I unleash this to, to Ryoma and Mark, I kind of get what you're saying. And I do kind of agree. It is a bit of an issue because I mean, people who've heard, listened to this and, and Rift reaction, the show I do with Emily, I talk a lot about all these players that, get rotated in and out of the LCS and the big names like double lift and Bjergsen that retired. And so I, I think it is really not great for the league when you say, okay, well, like who are our next players? And like Alfari was one of like, I, I kind of considered them like the three, the three big names coming over here was like sword art and perks and Alfari joining the three big teams, right? The, the Pokemon starters. Um, and, and like whenever he's not playing, that's not great. Zven, I think, a great personality makes a lot of big statements, and then also backs it up often on the rift. Him not playing is not great, and so I think I agree. It is hurting us in a year where we are missing a lot of great personalities. 
uh, from last year whenever like a lot of the players that you would try to build up now or try to lean on more heavily, they get rotated out as well. So I, I'm a little less worried about Dardock because I think he tends to just do way less content. Like I never see him really on the broadcast that much or, and I know he doesn't really do like video interviews and that type of thing, but, but I think it is unfortunate. But I, I also don't know if like, look, I mean, if, if there are big issues going on with these players and I know it's been kind of vague up till now, it is, it, it's hard for me to say like, no, 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 coaches, you can't bench this player because we need to keep the viewership up, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. Ryoma, what do you think? Uh, um, I think this one is definitely tricky. I mean, as a viewer, for sure, I could see why it would suck not seeing like a big name, like not playing, I guess. But the way I guess I kind of see it is like, I think Jenkins was kind of performing in Academy as well. Even King, like King was doing well. These guys were doing actually well. It's just like, I think LCS is a big jump compared to Academy, I think. Even for me, it was really like, there is a definitely a big jump. Like I, you, can, you can just feel it. And there's just a lot more pressure around it. And it can really get to you. But like, I mean, if you think where Tactical came from, I guess, like this guy, he kind of replaced double lift, right? And then he started piece smurfing LCS. Like it could be, it could, it could be like the same story, you know, like that it's, I mean, I don't think it's like bad to do these changes. I just think. I mean, it's just it's it's kind of up to like the big name player, I guess you can call it, right? Like, yeah. If it's attitude, I don't I don't know if it is, right? Like, it could be anything. It could be big, like it could be way bigger than attitude, but you know, it's kind of up to them. I like how you uh, have peace smurfing for like was that like your your safe <laughs> broadcast? <laughs> I'm sorry, just I should have smashing. It's it's just ingrained to be like oh god I gotta censor myself. Um, <laughs> No, but I think, uh, I mean, I think teams should always do what's best for them first and foremost on the rift. That should be the only thing that you uh, prioritize as like a coaching staff and stuff. Um, but I also feel like teams and their social teams and the content teams and stuff should have different goals. And like, you never want to exacerbate the issues that exist between um you know, teammates and you don't want to like air dirty laundry and all that stuff. But at the same time, like Sven could have been swallowed by the fucking abyss. I don't know what happened to this guy. You know, like has he tweeted? When's the last time he fucking tweeted? Well, let me go look at his Twitter right now. Like I haven't heard anything out of Sven. There uh, was a, this week on May, on May 12th, May fucking 12th, over a month since this fucking guy who is one of the biggest people in the scene tweeted. You know, and I don't blame Sven for not tweeting necessarily. I'm not, I'm not trying to target Sven, but I'm just saying, like, think about that. That, like, of course this sucks for the league, you know? And of course it sucks that we don't get any explanation as to why. And we don't know what's going on. And, like, you know, not only that, Sven was one of the people I'd say who had a great personality. He was honest. He was funny. Uh, he was a good balance of insightful while, you know, being engaging and stuff. Like... Yeah, he's always been light on Twitter, but like he would usually after losses meme at MSI. He was memeing after losses a little bit, you know, or I think he was at least. But like, you know, at the very least, he was. He could be dead now. I don't even fucking know. Is he alive? Has anyone seen Sven? He's, in, he's, in a in he's a grinder. He's a grinder. <laughs> you see him in solo queue, <laughs> yeah. or you see someone on his account pretending <laughs> he's alive still. Um, but yeah, that's that's my point. Is like it's not just like he got benched 
you know, at least like with the Alfari thing, like, thank God there was that little bit of drama to know that he still had a pulse. You know, I just, <laughs> I just like think from a fan perspective to see someone who you probably resonate with, who you find engaging, who you support, just go totally dark. And again, not saying it's Sven's fault, but like the, the org, I think to keep people engaged should, should give him something. Mark is trying to challenge the Alfari rumors by creating a sparking a Reddit thread that's like Mark Z speculates that Sven is dead and so what else is playing on his account as part of a cloud nine conspiracy? Him? Can anyone actually confirm you've seen him? It's so easy to fake. There's a bunch of talented players in the house that could be king playing on two accounts. Oh my god! Um, well, at uh, least like like with the TL situation, right? You have the situation where you know. Alpha, Jat says this thing. People are kind of like, "What is Jat talking about?" Alfari responds. Thorin makes this video, and then you know, Core JJ in the video today is like, "I don't know where those rumors came from that Thorin was talking about." Like, it gives fans something to feel like there's a story there, and not just like this guy suddenly was like written out of existence. I, uh, I, one of the things I really enjoyed was the Team Liquid subreddit this past weekend, or like maybe I think it was Friday. Steve had posted a, a picture of like a barbecue he'd done for Team Liquid and there were like oh, 30 in people in the picture. Alfari is just in the back. You just see his face and the Team Liquid subreddit is like, Alfari's at the Team Liquid barbecue. He's still alive. Like he, he's still, he's, it seems like Steve's doing things to try to get him back to a good place. Like it's happening, you know, like they're just so, uh, so desperate for, for, <laughs> for, for him that it's like an Alfari sighting has occurred. Everyone rally the forces uh no i think you you make a really good point mark and i i think it's it's really unfortunate that this stuff is happening and that we don't know and i actually think cloud nine got cloud nine should be so happy that this alfari stuff happened because it just immediately took the focus off of of this ven stuff and stuck it on the on team liquid um but it's interesting, uh, for sure. I mean, I like I watched the <laughs> actually on the broadcast. Do you guys talk much about Sven or Alfari Mark, or do you guys just like it's time to talk about King and it's time to talk about Jenkins? We did a little bit. Um, I think we covered the Alfari like in chat conversation and like what happened. Um, you know, I think we even threw in a, a meme or two about the whole plan this for months kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, there's not much to, to work with. I think we, we said we tried to talk to the team about it, declined it to comment kind of thing. And then yeah. we speculate yeah. more on like the dive and stuff, but there's not really room for it. The uh, the reason I bring it up is just because like, any I feel like anytime Cloud9 is playing, I'm watching the Peter Medius sneaky co-stream and the Peter in particular, but other people are just like, brings Ven back. And then they meme and say, actually, they should bring back sneaky. Uh, but it's it is funny to sort of see that conversation continue to exist at least on the coast stream. So I don't know, Rama, what is happening with Alfarians Ven? What are the you're well clearly you're well connected in the scene, Twitch chat. All these people are here. You know all these people. You must know. Just let us all know what happened. Break it down moment by moment. I wish I knew as well. These guys are. I mean, it's kind of shocking because I think they were. Arguably the best in their role. I think Alfari, you know, arguably. Um, I just, it's actually kind of weird to me. I, I still don't, I mean, it must be something big because their performance on the Rift is like pretty good, right? So yeah. there must be a big trade off to what's going on, but I'm not, I wish I knew. Yeah. 
Well, if you find out before the end of the show, please let us know. <laughs> Feel free to start messaging all those people that were in the chat earlier. Clearly, Fudge is still in here, no? Wait, who is? Oh, yeah, Contracts is in here. Yeah, I don't Fudge. Know, maybe he's well connected. Yeah, hit up Fudge. Find out. Okay. <laughs> he um, maybe he'll just say it in Twitch chat. Yeah, maybe Fudge will just drop it in the chat. He's for just going to say nepotism again. Like, that's his joke. <laughs> Whenever we had him on the show, that's Fudge all he's take said. a picture of Sven for us if Sven's still or like, around the facility. <laughs> yeah. Just tweet out a picture to make sure he's alive. Gotti boy, uh, I don't know if we covered your your topic well enough, but I, I think seems like we agree with you that it's not good for the league, and it's weird. Yeah, no, I I think you made some really good part uh, points, Mark, uh, just about the situation, and obviously we don't know enough, and that is kind of the biggest problem. But Travis, I kind of like what you pointed out about the orgs not being. <laughs> very helpful in the situation either and kind of keeping us in the dark but i mean i think that was mostly mark okay i need to be on good terms with the orgs right now i've been chasing after them a lot but uh i'm make sure everyone knows that mouthpiece that was all yeah exactly exactly that was all mark but Gotti boy thank you so much for the call anything you want to shout out before we go to a quick break yeah absolutely uh shout out to game fuel alienware ryoma big respect to you my man you've been through a lot i respect that uh, and then Travis and Mark, of course, and uh, all those fathers out there. Thank you so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. All right. It's time to talk about Game Feel. Speaking of Game Feel, I love it when the caller shouts out our sponsors right before I have to go to a, a break. But thank you so much to Game Feel for uh, sponsoring the show. Uh, they just recently. I'm I'm going to talk more about this in the future because they uh, they sold out of it. But congrats to to Courage. For his custom flavor sherbet selling out uh, but regardless uh, go do me a favor go over to gamefield.com slash Travis because that link works now there should be a link in the description actually of the show as well if you're watching on YouTube and check out Gamefield and see you can go look at my wonderful page they've built out a page for me which is fantastic uh, I am I am waiting to refill my giant fridge of Gamefield um, but whenever it comes in, it's going to look beautiful because I've, uh, I've ordered a variety of colors for aesthetic reasons, uh, as well as my enjoyment of the beverage. Uh, Mark Zimmerman drinking one tonight, which I really appreciate. It's nice whenever he supports our show. Uh, but yeah, they are, they're going to bring back Courage's Flavor on 624, so later this week. I will talk more about it uh, in the next week's episode because I, I have a plan, a request for all of you to help me, a mission uh, with this courage flavor, but thank you so much to Gamefield for sponsoring. You can uh, use code Travis at checkout to save five percent off your order. Um, and maybe I shouldn't be mentioning this because I think they really—it's way easier for them to track that it came from me. But they tweeted today that they have some Prime Day deals going on uh, over on Amazon around Gamefield, where it's uh, save up—you can save up to thirty percent on select products. So they have that link over on their their page. But actually, you know what? If you click the Amazon link in the description, it will also allow you to uh, to view their products on Amazon. So maybe, maybe, again, it's helpful when you buy on the site. But if you're looking for a deal, you can uh, you can go you check out their Prime Day deals on uh, Amazon as well through that link. So thank you so much to Gamefield for sponsoring the show. We love Gamefield. And thank you to all of you who tweet at Gamefield and let them know that they uh, you appreciate their sponsorship of the show. I saw some people trying it for the first time recently, and I, it's always cool to see. Uh, anyway, that is uh, that's our break. Mark is off to grab the next caller. We've got two more callers left. Uh, Kyle zero eight zero eight gifted a sub. 
Thank you, Kyle0808. You see, I hope you see your name underneath the stream now, Kyle. I created a widget because there's so many generous gifters that I, uh, I really appreciate them all hitting the gifting widget. It's very nice um, of them to Hi. 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 Hi, I am Z Ginger. Uh, where are you calling from? I am calling from Korea. From Korea. Oh, wow. oh you've called yeah. in before, right? Yeah, I've been on a few times. Yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you for being a sub. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? The team in the LCS, of course, CLG. Oh, there we go. Okay, somebody in the chat earlier was like, wow, CLG's in the title of the show, but we haven't had a CLG take. All right, you're going to have a really no, positive uh... CLG take, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I'll, I'll give both of my takes. I have, of course, like the, the big fan take and then kind of the realistic down-to-earth take. Go for it, um, yeah. Obviously, like, you know, three a weekend, smash the 100 Thieves. Sorry, Ryoma. Um, they, they look really good, but I think the the CLG fan inside of me uh, is actually really worried. Um, <laughs> I think the main I'm reason surprised. I'm worried is this three a week. You know, I think it's going to give them a little bit too much of a hope. And I don't want to see them moving back to more difficult to execute comps. I really like this like full engaged comp style that they've been running, but I don't think it's something that they can have long-term success on. And I'd like to see them try to stick to it as much as possible, but I don't think we're going to be seeing CLG getting out of last place, unfortunately. Um, interesting. Okay, so is that both your takes? Is that what you mean? Like you're happy, but then also skeptical? Yeah, of course. Like I, I, I have to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch CLG games. So, of course... Getting a three a weekend, I'm super, super excited, but I don't think it's changed my expectations for the the split. Okay. Where do you think they'll finish? I think they could at least, if, if Darduck doesn't come back, I think maybe ninth, maybe eighth if, um, who's the other team? FlyQuest doesn't improve. So I, I say between ninth or eighth. It's pretty low. Yeah, I mean they're they're tied for eighth right now, so they're in the eighth and ninth position. So yeah, you don't think they're gonna catch anyone? They're they're only it's pretty close. I mean, who do they catch? They can I don't think, catch. I, I, I think the not. Evil Geniuses game was like really really close, and I think it's still kind of because teams aren't really respecting CLG. Well, so okay, if you think Dig is not going to bring back Dardock and you don't think that that's likely, then they could finish seventh, right? Because you could see Golden Guardians fly quest dig below them. Is that, I mean, yeah, is I that, see that. Okay. Yeah, it'll, could, be like seven, it'll be like seventh place. Yeah. Yeah, I could go for seventh, but I don't okay. think anything higher than that. And then I don't think they're going to get out of the first round of playoffs. They're kind of like... Immortals is is this untouchable team three, three wins ahead of them? <laughs> uh... I think they could beat them. I think the big worry for me comes for like playoffs, right? If they do get seventh or eighth place, I don't think they're gonna get out. It's like what they they have to play like the the low end of the playoffs, right? It's not double elimination for the first round. Yeah, the lower bracket. Okay, so I think that they don't get out of that because they look like kind of a one dimensional team right now, and I think that just doesn't grant any wins in a best of five. Oh boy. It's so weird. Uh, this is like the... Mark, have you noticed this trend? I think throughout all the years we've done this, you know, like right before summer split, when there's not a reason to have hope for CLG, we get a caller that goes, 
CLG's coming back. It's going to be amazing. Everything's great. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Then, now that they're starting to pop off, we get a call a CLG fan who's like, yo, this shit is uh, not reliable. Do not trust it. Do not believe it. It's not going to continue. It's just, uh, it's the duality, I guess, of, of being a CLG fan. I guess so. I mean, I'm a little bit on board with the I'm not sold yet. The first two comps, I was like, okay, I think EG messed up and should have banned the Galio. I thought they should have banned that before they, they did that game, but they only banned the Callista from it, and then they got ran over. And, you know, it's like the Galio gives you pretty good roaming and priority in mid lane um, to help, like, get off the ground and make plays and stuff like that. And then the next game, uh, Galio gets banned. I'm like, oh, okay, I, we get to see, like, what's their second pick here? And they fucking take Lissandra into Karma. And I was like, bro, didn't you just self-counter yourself, like, really hard? And Ryoma can tell me he's a mid laner. Like, that's just not a good yeah, pick. Yeah, I was there, competitive right? in the Karma side. I mean, they <laughs> just really, you know, you're just, gonna, you're just really forcing it at that point. I mean, I get, that's why I guess I can kind of see why in, like, you'd, you'd be skating playoffs, I guess, if they would have to play. Just because it'd be pretty predictable and they'd put themselves in disadvantageous positions. But... I mean, it's just play style. Yeah, I think they, they, that game was against an exploding Dignitas. So, mm -hmm. like, it wasn't the best. Like, okay, Fake God died level one, lost his flash, and then just got chain ganked. And that kind of felt like how they got through what should have been, like, a really sketchy early game. Because otherwise, Lissandra just was under turret the entire game. And, like, you would be worried about that spilling into jungle or, like, around the map and stuff. So, I, I, I wasn't super convinced on the third game, even though they won it. Um, so I'm a little bit with the caller, as much as I was, I was pressing him there to predict CLG higher. Uh, I don't know what, what it looked like to Ryoma, if he's if he's bought in or if it's just a press. Where do you think CLG's going to finish, Ryoma? You're just I looking mean, at the standings. Uh, I kind of agree. I mean, I don't think there'll be a good playoffs team. I just think there's too many, I guess, holes. But I do think they're not, they're not playing, like, terrible. It's just... They're just doing what they think is best, and it's kind of reasonable. But I don't think they'll like end up beating a team like Immortals in like a best of five or anything. You know, like where do you think they'll I finish think... in the standings? Probably like eight. Eight. I'd give them an eight. Yeah. You don't if, even yeah, let yes, them slide yeah, up to seventh. If if Dardoch, actually yes, if Dardoch doesn't return, seventh of eight. Yes, it will probably be seventh. If Dardoch returns, it'll be an eight. Okay. Because yeah, I don't think they can catch up to EG or yeah, I don't think they can catch up to EG. I will say as a CLG fan, I think next week is kind of a big moment for my faith in the team. Because we play, I think, we played Liquid and Cloud9, but I don't know the other team we play. But I think how they do in those games will kind of influence my opinion on how we do the rest of the split. Okay, so Tafo, who is the CLG GM, he's in chat right now, and he says, uh, isn't every team also playing terribly right now? How is it just a CLG-specific issue when even C9 is struggling to figure things out? Mark, Ryoma, Tafa was uh, challenging you. Yeah, I don't agree that every team's playing terribly right now. Um, and even within that, uh, CLG was 0-3 the week before and... Oh, no, 1-2 one one last week. Yeah, they were 1-2 last week and 0-3 for the week before. So they were 1-5 and, and then they pull out a comp that rips off two wins and then the third one, like I already said. So, like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm saying, is it somewhere between one and five and three zero? Like, yeah, yeah, you barely lost to C9, but you still lost. That's the whole point. You, 
C CLG was struggling to close games out, so they picked a face roll comp, right? Is that not the, the read that the, the cohesion in mid to late game wasn't great? So that's how you lost the C9. So then you, you pick a, a comp that auto wins team fights if, as long as you don't fall behind. And then people are saying, so what's going to happen when you lose the ability to pick the auto win team comp? You, you go back to losing mid to late game to these other teams that are struggling and not playing well. Like C9 is not playing well. They, they only beat TL as the other top teams that they beat. TL hasn't beaten a single um, other team that's in the top five. I, I agree that a lot of these teams aren't playing well. And CLG lost to some of them, um, which was the concern. Here you go, Tafo. So, now you can, you, so now you can go prove what I'll say. Well, that what was that noise? A beep. I had a beep as well. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, the the point is, um, I would say Brox is actually just playing really fucking good. Like the entire time, I actually think Brox has been uh, incredible. And so I think that's one of the nice things about. Oh, Travis has his fire alarm going off. Kobe burns something apparently. Um, Broxa is a beast, and I think one of the nice things about this team fight team comp is that. Um, you can, like, Broxa can still win you an early game when a lot of times that these picks sometimes come at landing disadvantages. Um, but, yeah. I mean, how is that much different than someone playing a meta OP? Well, like, take 100 Thieves. They've played, like, four different comps and have looked good with a bunch of them. Uh, I mean, I don't have a problem if people have. Like, if this is the comp that, you, that they're always going to win with, I'm down. Like, keep running it. Like, yeah, go for it. The same way I think TSM should mostly play Scaling Mages. I hate every time TSM's like, but what if we tried Viego or Lucian? And I'm like, that's just not what you do well. You know, like, I think it's totally cool to have a strategy. I think if if you can find more things that are going to substitute in for the Galio, which is what my concern is. It gets banned out. You pick Lissandra into Karma. I'm like, that looks fucking yikes versus a team that didn't literally just bench its jungler in the middle of the week and is one in sticks or whatever they were in their last games heading into that matchup. Like, I think Dignitas is arguably one of the worst teams in the league right now. So, like, yeah, I want to see I want to see more. Sorry I didn't jump on the bandwagon as soon as you guys went 3-0. Okay, 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 okay. We're all good. No, I'm just saying, you know, he's, put, he's, he's saying, why aren't you believing in us? I'm saying, you played one comp and then beat a bad team. Like, okay, let's see more. You need a bigger sample size. Tafo and Mark will keep going back and forth uh, all night long, and so they can they well, can take it to Twitter. I, I don't know. It's a fun. I, it's a more fun conversation than some some other things. You know, I appreciate. It. Zane, I, I think it's good. Zane can't play the game. Well, Karma makes it so Lissandra can't play the game. Lissandra goes in, and she should empower shield the entire time. guys, it should not be balanced. Yeah. G good. I, good news. I by really the way. don't want to play against that. Yeah. Good news, by the way. It appears that uh, my home is not going to burn down. So, um, sorry about the fire alarm going off, everybody. I don't know what that was. I am the ginger. Uh, I. It seems like there's an agreement uh, that there should be skepticism for CLG. I will say this: I am very happy that Broxa got Player of the Week. The interview that I did with him the week before was like crushing, and so, you know, even if we're not. You know, even if we're skeptical for them long term, I'm happy that he's showing up and doing stuff. So, uh, but IMZ Ginger, thank you so much for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to our final caller? Yeah, I think just on that last point you made, like I think as a CLG fan, the the three is nice, but the best part about the weekend is just like seeing everyone happy. So, shout out to the CLG guys because they uh, they played they played their hearts out this weekend. So, Very hope cool. to see them keep going.
Three a week next week. Let's go. Um, so this is a, a little bit unrelated, but I'm still going to go in on it. It's someone asking, uh, how does, did you have a sponsor read, Travis? No, we, uh, uh, the fire alarm went off again. So I'm just, whenever that happens, I will just mute and put my hand up because I don't want the beeping to go through, but, uh, yeah, it's fun. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, Mark. So someone asked, uh, for, they said, I'm not a mid laner. Like, why is Lissandra bad into karma? And so Ryoma can answer that, but I also have my own thoughts too. So I don't know if you want to start, Ryoma, about what specifically about the matchup makes you favor the karma side. I think trades in general, it should be really hard for Lissandra to hit majority of her spells. Like, if you just think about it, like, sure, you can get some ganks off, but for me especially, I feel like if you're getting pushed in as Lissandra, it kind of blows. Like, you kind of want to be moving around the map, working with your jungler, right? And I feel like Karma's in Zell should have a stronger 2v2 because at least for me, I think it's like one of the strongest champs that you can pick right now as a duo. And yeah, I mean, I think that's majority of my take on it. You can't really catch up to like your Q is not in range of her majority of her spells. Plus, yeah, her mantra yeah. negates all of her power. Yeah, I think um, your Q is always going to outshove Lissandra Q if you're just both pushing. And so then you can go around and combo with your jungler to go for invades and stuff and, and hold down uh, the enemy jungler or just like make roams to other parts of the map. Lissandra can TP follow, so it's not like she can't do anything, mm -hmm. but she's just going to be behind the play most of the time. And then to your point with the mantra, like the thing, the time that your Sui died in this game, he actually didn't have his mantra up. It's like a second away from coming in. But normally if you try to go in with the Lissandra, onto the karma is you just like match your w e and run away and you heal you root them and your shield is usually enough to survive and at best you usually get a flash and you just keep going back to like making pushing in and then in team fights it's a similar thing where you know lissandra generally wants to lock someone down and kill them but then lissandra or karma just goes like mantra shield on that person yeah. and negates a lot of the aoe because lissandra's actual damage is kind of low yeah it's uh, very low if you don't one shot someone before the fight, I mean, when you're engaging as Lissandra, it's kind of like, you're just, you're just going to be stuck in there trying to get out, especially against a Karma, who can, or she can actually always build Mikhail's as well, so like, it's even worse. That's true too, is that your build yeah. path on, on Karma is hella cheap. Mm -hmm. All right, Anyways, well, I hope the I, fire alarm is An actual educational moment about the game on yes. this show, first time in forever. <laughs> Well, that's what's so nice about having all these pro players on. Uh, apologies if, if the alarm goes off, I will just mute again. It seems to be going off randomly. Also, huge shout out to Kyle, 0808, for gifting 42 subs in the chat. Huge drop. Uh, how much does that bring him up to? 950 lifetime. So, my God. Uh, really appreciate it, Kyle. Thank you. That's insane. All right. Uh, Mark, you want to go grab our last caller? Yeah. Great. Off he goes. Rayoma, if I mute and then put my hand up like this, it's your time to fill, because I'll just fill? be muted while the alarm goes, and then. I, but we can't ah. have any dead air, because so, especially some people listen to this as like a podcast, and then if it just goes completely silent, then they think that something has malfunctioned. So, uh, BT is here. BT, I'll where are you coming from? You. I'm coming from Winston Salem, North Carolina. You've you've been on before, yes? Yeah, I was on last split. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I think Jenkins is a top three top laner in the LCS. Um, so he's first in damage per minute uh, and second in gold differential and CS differential at 10, uh, as well as third in KDA. And he's also tied uh, for third in solo kills with four, uh, with the most being five. 
um, while also being second to last in deaths. Um, and he's also had that hard carry game uh, versus IMT, where even in the squad video, one of the people on the team admitted that he pulled back a lost game and basically 1v9'd it. Um, and he's doing all this while being weak side. Uh, while he gets um, some draft resources, he gets he has the least gold percentage of any top laner. So he's managing to be top three in all those statistics while being the least uh, gold percentage on his uh, for a top laner in his team. Spawn, I just for have to say your American just... accent is very impressive. Uh, I did not anticipate how well your accent could be. Um, no, anyway, sorry, Mark, what were you going to say? He's also second to last in uh, jungle proximity for top lane. Um, he's at 6.5%. And the next closest is Revenge at 86 So just a little extra nugget that is not, it's not a stat on Oracle's Elixir because it's a ride-only stat. But there you go. Another, another point in Jenkins' favor. Rama, is Jenkins a top three top laner in the LCS? I don't know if he's actually been getting a lot of shit, but I think he's pretty good. Um, I think, well, from laning way, uh, laning phase wise, I think he looks, he looks like he knows what he's trying to do, I guess. Like, I guess like he's, I guess it's more about, you know, his intention in lane, I guess, like what he's looking for, what trades he's looking for, I guess. I can kind of see the angles he's looking for, but top three, I don't know if we'll cut it enough because I think the top laners are pretty good. Who are the other ones? Who would be up in front of them? I'd say someday Fudge, Huni, and Impact. I just looked at it. I think so Finn he's, is he's actually he's middle not bad as well, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, so, I think... Um, what were you say, Travis? No, go for it. Uh, I'm kind of in the, the Ryoma camp, for sure. Like, uh, I think he's good, and I think people are tunneling on like the where's you know, where's Impact, or I mean, where's Alfari uh, a little bit too much when I think there's other problems with Team Liquid right now. Um, but he's pretty good. I mean, I, I, I think his, his champ has looked like small but purposeful. Like it's we're leaving, we're playing GP a bunch because we think it's the best matchup into Gwen. You can actually contest level one and like do well. And then, you know, it scales well and he's played a Kali, but I, I've been largely impressed by him. Um... I still think, you know, other players are better, you know, like the ones that you were listing. You can even throw in, like, well, what about Solo? Is it just that he's on Golden Guardians? Like, if you put Solo on Team Liquid, are they better? You start getting into those kinds of conversations as well. Um, but at the very least, like, Jenkins has, of the kind of last-minute substitutions, I think you could say that he's looked better than a lot of the other people who have come in. Like, I'm more impressed with him than King, um, Yusui, uh, a lot of these these substitutions. I mean, I think what's also just crazy is that up until recently, very recently, I think he was double timing it, right, in Academy and in LCS, and so um, very tough situation. I think he did a week of it, yeah. I think he did two, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, the first week he was called up. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, one. you're right, you're right. You're right. Well, what do you have to say, caller? Because it sounds like Ryoma thinks... You're full of shit. And I think that, that was the exact wording he used. He said, what the hell? Jenkins, not even wait, wait, who's in your, top four. Who's your top five then? You tell me who, you, who your top five is. BT. Out of your top laners. 
my top five was the same as yours. I would think it's probably uh, Someday and Hooney at the top two, and then Jenkins. Um, and then I think Impact has been performing kind of poorly this split. Um, but I also think Finn is Finn is up there too with uh, kind of competing for that third spot. Do you have any other rebuttals? Uh, um, no. You'll let the stats speak for themselves. I appreciate that. Uh, BT, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to shout out before we uh, say goodbye and close out the show? Uh, shout out to Alienware, calling from my Alienware uh, desktop. Um, and, nice. Uh, Game Fuel. Thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. All right, no, that is the show. No fudge. What What did you say? There was no fudge in these top five. It's true. Sad. It's true. That's true. Uh, well, Fudge is not night. here to defend himself, so I, I have no pity for him. Uh, my home is, is hopefully not burning down, but I feel like we should probably wrap up the show. So, Ryoma, thank you so much for going coming on. Thank uh, you for having me. Mark, what do you want to plug shut out? Nothing. <laughs> so why, why do you need me? You're right. Ryoma, what do you want to plug or shout out? Um, just shout out to my friends, just people who are supporting me. Um, talk to them every day. My besties. Um, that's about it. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, it's cool. Where can people find you? Do you stream at all, Rayoma? Haven't been streaming. Honestly, I've I've let off social media just because still a lot of heat for me. But I'm getting back into it, easing back into it slowly. But but yeah, just focusing more on my my academy season more. Nice. Well, glad to uh, to hear it. I'm sure people can find your social channels, and whenever you're ready, you can start engaging with them again. But I appreciate you making the time to come on the show. I, I really do appreciate it. So for me, uh, Rift Reaction, again, with Emily, we're recording tomorrow, so we'll talk about some stuff I'm sure she'll give. And we talk about things that are not just LCS on that. So if you do want to hear LEC stuff, et cetera. I'm also doing an interview with the commissioner of the LEC uh, tomorrow, which will be interesting. And then... Uh, sometime this week, I'll be dropping a fairly long sword art interview that I, I conducted last week, not during the LCS, but something else that I, I was able to carve out with TSM. So uh, there's there's a lot of content hitting. And uh, we didn't I don't think we had any, any callers or any takes about the Academy stuff, but Tim uh, suggested doing the idea of looking at the success rate of Academy over the, the years and what players have come out of it and sort of how it functions and all that stuff in the current system. So... Uh, that'll be this week's Run It. So thank you so much, Ryoma and Mark, for the show. That's fantastic uh, to to be here with both of you. And this has been Hotline League. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>